I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Of all the movies that we've discussed on this pod, we're no stranger to seeing ones with like kind of storied productions, maybe things that took a while to get off the ground, longer than anticipated. However, I think this one might just, this might take the cake. The most fraught? Maybe. What about all of Ryan Reynolds' sagas? Oh, Deadpool? Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I feel like for the Blade Trinity episode, we talked a lot about oh, this. Oh, yeah, that was some production business. But for me, at least, if we're not talking, like, whole thing, this wins for time span. What about Deadpool? Well, so, but Deadpool, like, you know, Ryan Reynolds played Deadpool, and then it was like, yeah, they waited a bit. But, but like, he tried to point, do it before. That's true. That's true. So... I'm well, just let's saying, say, but this one's harrowing. Okay, yeah, you know what? You might be right. It didn't happen in a flash, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> hey, hey, whoa. Good one, Maul. Well, my uh, my take on that was I think you might be right that the Deadpool process probably did take longer overall. But in case you don't know or forgotten, this movie was officially announced nine years ago in 2014, which was right after or right before even the Flash show on the CW began airing. I think they announced the movie right around the same time. The Flash on CW recently ended after nine seasons. That is very funny. Which, like, and I think about when I I wasn't really paying attention to the DC movies when they announced the movie, but, like, I for some reason, I have a memory of, because we watched the first couple seasons of Arrow, and when we were studying abroad... Like, talking to one of our friends there being like, oh, yeah, like, they're doing a Flash show. And that was a long time ago. We watched, like, a tiny bit of the Flash show. Yeah, maybe, like, half the first season. Yeah. Which we probably were, might have been watching it when we were there. But either way, that was, that's a long time ago. We were in college when this was announced. Yeah, but CW shows, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean. But, yes, I didn't know that the movie got announced that long ago. Yeah, because at that point, like, they were casting people because, you know... Man of Steel came out in 2012? Uh, yeah. No, 2013. 2013, Man of Steel was. But yeah, around that time. And then in 2014, like, they were working on um, Batman v Superman, so they were casting people for that. What about Wonder Woman? Yeah, I mean, they were casting, like, all of that group. That's, like, when... Batman v Superman, but that didn't come out till... 2016, but they would have Really? Been. Yeah, yeah. When did Wonder Woman come out? 2017. I thought Wonder Woman came out before. Nope, you know, that would have made sense, but no. You know, I think it's because I didn't see Batman v Superman mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah, yeah, you didn't see Batman v Superman until, like... Until I had to. Yeah, which is the right call. Martha! <laughs> Have to say it. I can't believe they didn't try to make a Martha joke in this movie. I thought he was going to. Missed opportunity, that one. Well, When he had to come up with a fake name for his mom, I was like, say Martha! <laughs> that would have been really funny. I wish they had done that. I'm about to flashpoint this shit and go back in time so they add that to the script. Well, they'd been casting people for, like, cameos in Batman v Superman because they already knew that they, like, wanted to get the Justice League set up. And Ezra Miller was one of those people. Uh, they had also cast, like, Billy Crudup. Who was Isn't Ezra Miller in, in it? They, like, do a mm-hmm. they little, have a, like, they have a bit. you have to go back. Yeah. And, He's a bad boy. And Barry's, like, in, like, the thing where 
Um, oh, right. The Lex has store. Yeah. And he's also in Suicide Squad. Really? Um, kind of like a similar, very briefly. Like, so, I mean, I think less than Batman. Batman was barely in it. Um, so they had like kind of laid the groundwork, but they, in the, in the nine years since it was announced, like it has gone through so many metamorphoses. Like it, obviously they, they had originally announced it to release in 2018 and it was going to come up before Aquaman. I just thought of another one that took longer. What's that? Black Widow. (laughs) Well, yeah. I don't know if that counts though. I know. But still. It was sassy. Yeah. I mean, deserved. More than nine years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so James Wan, who directed Aquaman, he was given the choice to do Aquaman or The Flash. He picked Aquaman. So obviously that Great worked job. out well. Is he doing Aquaman too, by the way? Yes, he is. Um, oh, yeah. And I forgot Ezra Miller was also on Arrow when they did like a multiverse. like. Oh, plot. really? Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, that was, that was really fun. And that was like, again, like... Four years ago, which is kind of wild. Um, Lord and Miller were writing a script for this, and then they were like, we're going to go do uh, Solo instead, which they got fired from Solo, so, you know. Wow. Maybe, maybe if they had stuck on it, things would have changed. Huge mistake. Somebody else started writing it, and he was also going to direct it, and then he left the project because citing creative differences, and they kept the script... So they haven't had the same writer and director. I thought you were saying last night after we saw it that the same director's been attached to it the whole time. Well, yeah, I that was what I thought, but I'm gonna I'm honestly gonna find out as I'm running down this list just Who how did long he direct has been. it. Um I can't pronounce his last name. Andy Mus Muschietti or something. Muschietti. Muschiet. Something like that. What else has he done? The only one I know for sure is that he directed it chapter two. Okay. Um, I don't know if he's done anything right, else. Sorry, I don't know if you're there in your timeline. Well, Please continue. so in 2016, they got another guy to take over as director who he, he directed uh, Dope. And I don't know if he's directed anything more recently than that. But he was the one, I think, responsible for casting Kiersey Clemens as Iris West because she was in Dope. Um, they were going to start filming it in 2016. Uh, and then that never happened. Um <laughs> The that was when they cast, uh, yeah, Billy Crudup, who is sorely missed in this movie. Um, get the cameos set up. They're like, you know, Cyborg was supposed to be in it. Wonder Woman was supposed to be in it. That that did happen, but then the director left again. He was like, I just can't work with the studio on it. It's not going to happen. And then they hit pause. Ezra Miller went to go do Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, Warner Brothers at that time in twenty seventeen lost their mind. Also, yep, also that. Um, Decided to just, like, they did a complete script rewrite. They just started over from, from the top. They you kept... know who one of the writers is? Um, I just saw this. John yeah. Francis Daly. Yeah, yeah. Which... It, Famously but... from Bones, but also from... Uh, uh, Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and also, Geeks. more recently... Also, I think he's, like, of, a known writer. Yeah, Game Night and the new Dungeons and Dragons. But he wrote that? Yeah. Oh, good well, he's, job, John He's Francis a writing Daly. duo. It's him and another guy. Christina Hodson. No, see, I think Jonathan John Francis Daly Goldstein. Goldstein. Uh, and then Joby Harold. They all have. Oh, that's who still, you meant by Daly. But and only Christina Hodson. She's the only one that actually wrote this. What about script. Joby? I don't think so. 
I mean, I'm sure they just get... Joby Harold was the one that did the rewrite in 2017. Okay. They never take their names off of it. Sure. Probably for legal reasons, but... And they kept going around and trying to get other people to direct it. Robert Zemeckis said no. Matthew Vaughn said no. Mark Webb said no. Sam Raimi said no. Jordan Peele said no. Ben Affleck said no. Later that year, they re-announced the movie as Flashpoint. Oh, interesting. That gets undone six months later when they hire Daly and Goldstein. Um, And they were also going to direct it. Who was going to direct it? Daly and Goldstein. Oh, they were going to write and interesting. direct. Interesting. And then, did they write and direct Dungeons? Yeah, I think they so. They directed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ezra Miller started writing a new version of the script with Grant Morrison, who's a comic writer, because they didn't like how lighthearted the script was with Daly and Goldstein. And then they left because it wasn't working out for them. Did you say Ezra Miller? Yeah. Well, they didn't leave. No, 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 no. Daly and Goldstein left oh. after Ezra Miller and Grant Morrison were doing rewrites. And it just it just goes on and on. Um, eventually, Christina Hodson was picked to write a new screenplay because she wrote Birds of Prey. And I guess they were happy with that. Um, and then, okay, Andy Muschietti, Muschietti only came in to negotiations to direct the film in, I'm guessing this isn't dated, Probably like sometime in 2019. Yeah, 2019. Um, and then they scheduled it to come out in July of 2022. <laughs> that didn't happen. So it's just been. Also, let's just get it out of the mess. way now. All of the Ezra Miller shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't I definitely don't want to have to like keep bringing it back up. But like, to be clear, <laughs> we did go see this movie in theaters. So, you know, do with that what you will. If you if, I don't know who's listening to this that cancel us. Yeah. But like Ezra Miller is like undeniably a piece of shit and hopefully we'll, you know, not get another job with DC or anywhere else. Also, Maybe we'll be just like held accountable for their actions in any possible way. Yeah. Cause okay. right now they seem to just be like fucking bobbing and weaving through I like thought, 90 different lawsuits, which seems, I thought there was a warrant out for their arrest, there, but they were out in the public presenting I, this film. So I don't know what's going don't on with them. Don't get them, tigers. Um, but <laughs> it's it's concerning to me that um, a like known sex pest and slash general criminal was allowed to do this, uh, and you know they didn't. The studio didn't have to say anything, and we're seeing a similar issue happen with Jonathan Majors. And if this happens again, I'm gonna be like really upset because. It, it seems like we are supposed to, as as a society, um, not let this fly anymore. And you know, if it's if it's Warner Brothers being like, we already spent what I'm pretty sure this the budget of this movie, which will be eventually unveiled, probably around four hundred million dollars. I mean, I'm not like I don't think they should have scrapped the movie like well, no, just because they. I don't, I don't think that's realistic. But I think they never said anything. They were like. They I didn't really... even finish my sentence. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think they should have scrapped the movie, but I think that they could have dealt with the aftermath way differently. Like, the most glaring thing to me was just how, like, Ezra Miller was just out in front of everybody at the premiere. Like, that was just the most, like... 
egregious. After, after weeks of promotion that focused entirely on like after they Sasha, did their damage Supergirl, control, like yeah, it's which is such a miss like representation of the movie because she's barely in it. I mean, I really liked her. She but. was barely in it though. We'll talk about that. And like Michael Keaton didn't do press for it because he's probably he doesn't like, need I don't to. Have to. So like it's so weird. It felt yeah, it, it was just super bizarre. Um, Ezra Miller should not be working in Hollywood. They are a real piece of shit. So that's where we stand on it. To be clear. But anyway, I really loved it. Yeah. Really loved it. I was so I'll talk about my my biases that I had going in because. Um, I, last night when we walked out of it, I gave it like a 7 out of 10. I would still put it around there, or maybe like an 8 out of 10. Um, I don't believe in numbering. Well, yeah, I just need to like, <laughs> some, I don't really either. Like, I, it's really hard for me to like stand Like, that means it. nothing to me if yeah. I said well, it's a 9 out of 10. scale is subjective, so. Um, but like, my, my expectations were really low because like, I've been following a lot of like the production woes. And I'm like, it's rare for a movie to to go through this much trouble and like come out like real solid. Um, just like the, all the rewrites and it's like, well, who like wants to take the, the which story in which direction, lighthearted, darker, so on and so forth. So it came out, it cleared my bar and I thought it was fun. I, I came out with no notes. Well, like well, no negative. I, notes. I was going to say, I hope you have some notes. I have lots of things to talk about, about things I liked. I didn't come out being like, oh, man, I wish I had done this. I I didn't have any rewrites in mind. I'm sure as we talk about it all, like, acknowledge some things that could have been done differently. But I thought the pacing was good. I wasn't getting restless, which now when I go to see a movie because I'm a millennial, I get really restless if it's over two hours. Um, Just like every superhero movie. Right. Um. I felt like they had emotional stuff, but, like, it wasn't so emotional. I wasn't, like, crying at any point. I got a little misty, like, at the end with the mom. But I thought there was, like, really funny, like, really genuinely funny bits. Oh, yeah. Like, I was laughing out loud. I think I laughed out loud more during The Flash than I did actually during Guardians, mm-hmm. which is surprising. Yeah. But I was crying. <laughs> yeah. For me, like, the f- this was genuinely funny. And, like, I... I mean, a lot of superhero movies aspire to that. I can't think of like a lot of DC movies in particular that have pulled it off pretty well. Um, but I did think this one did a really good job of that. Aquaman himself is really funny. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the thing that they did most successfully, which I've never been able to articulate when we've watched movies and like talked about the like comiciness of them and like how some are too campy and some are like not comicky enough. Like, there was something that they did in this movie that, like, really captured what I feel like a modern-day comic book movie should be. Like, it felt like there were these, like, really, like, over-the-top comicness elements to it. Like, the way that he, like, stands and, like, does his, like, flash stuff. But then it's, like, grounded in this, like, modern reality that we're used to for movies. But it still had this, like, comic like earnestness or something around it Mm -hmm. that I think was so successful. And like, there was a campiness to it, but it wasn't like too campy. It wasn't like Schumacher came in and like did it, but it was, it was still like, there was still something plastic about it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I think was most successful about this movie was like, it felt like a comic. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Which I've said that about Shazam, too. I think DC in general is able to capture that feeling better. 
I do think for, you know, for better or for worse, this movie has like a more, um, like identifiable visual style than Shazam does. Yeah. Shazam's kind of boring. Exactly. That's why. And I mean, like we liked Shazam too, but Shazam two would have been better if they had like done more of like embracing that, that aspect. I also think that, um, like their world isn't a comic book world. Their characters are in Philadelphia. This even, this felt like a comic book world. I think this did the second best job of that in DC movies. Um, but it doesn't quite beat Aquaman for me. I think Aquaman's the winner if we're talking about like the comic booky feeling. Um, Even, politely disagree. Yeah, yeah. I just think like I found myself like comparing a lot of the visuals to Aquaman because I remember like when the Aquaman trailer came out, and I was like, oh wow, like they did like Black Manta like super comic accurate, and yeah. like it, at some points in this movie as well, like Aquaman f- came close to feeling like, a little bit like Power Rangersy. But, like, not necessarily in a bad way. Oh, More yeah. of, like, an embracing what it is. For sure. Because it would I do been, think some of the visuals were similar. Yeah. I think it would have been a struggle for this movie to, like, try to keep it grounded. That's not the right call to make for The Flash. It's not the right call to make for most of DC's but movies. But it did have really, groundedness. It did. But not, like, in the way that we're talking about. Right. Like, it, it struck the right balance in the way that, like, the Zack Snyder movies didn't. Like, the emotional stakes felt really grounded. Like, everything felt like a realistic emotional response to what was happening. Like, the stakes were so high, and we were reacting appropriately to it. Mm -hmm. But, like, not, not like, oh, my gosh, this is not even relatable. Like, we can't relate to the end of the world type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I also, like think Ezra Miller did a really good job. Like the two of them together, the two Ezra's or the two Barry's, I should say, were so good. And I kind of thought that I would get like annoyed by that gimmick by halfway through the movie, but I never got tired of them on screen together. Like they felt like two different characters. They felt like, yeah, they felt like two different people were playing them. They did a really good job of that. I got, like, a little annoyed with, like, the young Barry shtick. Yeah, like, he's a, the, yeah, he's annoying, but, like, not the gimmick of them both no, being they, Barry. It was pretty impressive the way they pulled it off. Yeah. Even with the roommate scene where it's, like, this is my cousin. His name is Barry. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to give it to Ezra Miller, but, like, they were really funny throughout this whole thing. I, I enjoyed their performance a lot. Um... I don't, those are kind of my more overall notes, but I'm happy to get more into the weeds. What, yeah. do you have some overalls? Yeah, let's see. Um, I guess like, I feel like in general, you didn't like it as much as me. What like didn't work for you? So like, generally, generally speaking, when I was, cause I, again, like I liked it. Like I didn't walk out of the movie being like that shit sucked. Um, or like trying to like nitpick, like in the moment. Like, I had a really good time. It wasn't like Black Adam where I was, like, <laughs> sitting there. I was like, literally on my sucks. phone during like, Black, Black Adam. Black Adam was bad, and yet it made more money. Um, yeah, so my problem, generally, was, like, it, it felt, like, a little messy. And, like, the whole thing was, like, a race toward the battle with Zod. And I was, like, some of this feels like it hinges on, like, Man of Steel nostalgia and, like, I like Michael Shannon, but, like, Zod wasn't really a character in this movie. He was just kind of there. And at, at several points, like, the the few scenes where we were with Iris, 
I was like, I wish we had had more of like a supporting cast that weren't like these other cameos because like we do get like a lot of good character moments, but like 90% of it is Ezra Miller on Ezra Miller, which right. is good. And then the stuff with Barry's mom, but I was like, why well, I, I wanted more stuff with the dad because like there was like a scene with, yeah. with his dad in um, justice yeah. league that I was like, that was great. And I, I could, there's that scene where they're talking on the phone, but I was like, I could have used a bit more of that. Iris West was a barely existent character. Um, Barry's friends that like work in the lab. They're not, they're not, they're not real characters. They're, they're middle school bullies for 30 seconds. Um, so my only problem was like it, the pacing was good, but we were getting, in my opinion, like ping ponged through all these different characters and there wasn't like a lot of time for them to breathe. Like I like how they did Keaton's Batman, but like Supergirl was like nothing. Like she, she existed like as like a, something to punch Zod with. And I was like, ah, it would have been cool to, like, sit with them a bit more. But the movie was so frantic in a good way that it sacrificed, like, a lot of, like, the character moments. Yeah. I mean, the, the I agree with you about this. The supporting characters from, like, our timeline, like, could have used some more. But I actually think that it was fine that Supergirl didn't have that much because, like what the purpose of the movie was in the end was that, like, she didn't really matter. None of this timeline mattered. Like, they don't matter in the grand scheme of things. So, like, the fact that we didn't, like, spend too much emotional, like, bandwidth on it, I was, like, okay with. But I do agree that, like, I would have liked some more dad stuff. Yeah. But see, here's the thing. And Irish stuff. Yeah, but I I liked Kiersey Clemens, and I was like, damn, like, why is she, like, I mean... There's no future to this series, so it's I can't even say, like, maybe again. Um, they filmed three endings for this movie because they didn't know where they were going to be going after it. They had no idea. Um, originally, the plan was that Michael Keaton's Batman would be Batman in the DC universe going forward. And they were going to have Supergirl take Henry Cavill's place as that character going forward. I could see that. They could still do that. Well, so the movie was, like, going to end, like, on the courthouse steps with Michael Keaton and Sasha Kelly there. And then they were like, that's not going to work because we're not doing this. Um, Supergirl was, like, supposed to be in her own project. That wasn't going to happen. And then Michael Keaton was going to do, like, a Batman Beyond thing, which I'm bummed that that's not happening because that would have been cool. Um, But, like, it seemed like there was at some point, like, a future for Supergirl. And if that had been the case, then this movie would have totally, like, done a bad job of setting her up. But... I, I mean, the way that, not the way too that bad. You're, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, but she, I also think we got we got a lot of time with her, like, when they're, like, in Bruce's house. We get some time with her. That's true. I didn't buy how fast she, like, warmed up to Barry. To, like, when she's, like, carrying him, like, he up to get struck her. by lightning. And she's like, I got you. It felt very, like, close friend, like, ally. They trauma bonded. Yeah, I guess. I just, I didn't <laughs> buy it. I, but I liked her. I liked her performance. To be clear. Yeah, I, I I mean, she was fine. Like, I didn't, I I felt like they were trying to differentiate, like, her Supergirl versus, like, Clark Kent Superman. More dour. Yeah, and just, like, not as connected to, like, humans, which, like, was fine. Again, it's, like, we don't need to spend, ultimately, that much time on it. But I do think it was, like, definitely enough of a launching point that if we saw her again, we'd be like, oh, I'm interested to know more about her. Like, Mm -hmm. it created enough of an interest. Yeah, 
I'm without say, giving like the whole origin story away. Like yeah, they, you, there's now plenty that. of space to be able to do your own origin story if you wanted to. For sure, I do feel bad for that actress because it kind of seems like that's <laughs> she's the Supergirl's probably not going to come back again. So, I mean, why not? Like they could do something with her on her own. Like she doesn't need to be with anybody that's else true. from this movie. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I liked it from the very beginning when they like did the false title credit thing. That was very fun. I liked that a lot. Yeah. And get, and being late and getting coffee. That was great. And that whole beginning scene with the babies and stuff. That was pretty that, wild. That scene was fucking insane. Like I turned to Molly and I was like, this is like, I, I thought it was fun, but I was like, this is like an audacious way to start a movie. I was like, where are we going with this like, movie? We're dropping like 20 babies out of a out of an exploding building and also a dog. Like it was he, so and, extreme. And he puts a baby in the microwave. I liked it in that like it was just like he did it all in time for that sandwich to be ready. Which like that also, made that scene worth it. Because I was like, that was so much. I was like, just another day. Which is also like the super speed. Like th- this movie did a pretty good job of it. But it's it's hard to like get super speed across like on screens, like without, you know, me yeah. being the person experiencing it. And I was like, that shit didn't feel like, you know, however long it took him to make this. Hand. It, it doesn't wasn't. Matter. It doesn't matter. It wasn't. But like, this is always, it's an ongoing evolution to do speed, speedster right. characters on screen. Cause to like, us, it's always going to look like then, the same amount of time. Right. Right. But it, it was really fun. Um, and I liked, I liked the opening sequence a lot. Um, it kind of felt like the last little send off that we'll get of those versions of Batman and Wonder Woman. So it was cool to see them there in action. Um, and it was like Falcone's son or something that was. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, he said that, I think. So I was like, oh, that's like some fun, like just background. Because we don't know anything about the Gotham in, in this universe. You know who I didn't need more of and we didn't get more of? Ben Affleck. I thought he was fine yeah. in this. We got just enough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I could have used more of Alfred, though. Um, Always. I mean, this is... Yeah, why am I forgetting the actor's name right now? Jesus Christ. I don't know his name. or something? He is not somebody I know. Jeremy Irons. Yeah, I like... That's Jeremy Irons playing Alfred. Who is Jeremy Irons? He's a famous guy. I honestly don't know what I know him from. Whenever you say Jeremy, whenever anybody says Jeremy Irons, I think they're talking about Jeremy Strong. It's not Jeremy Strong. And Jeremy Strong's Kendall? Yeah. Jeremy Irons is just like... Okay, Irons, Strong. Iron is strong. (laughs) Both Jairs, come on. Anyway. Um, Yeah, I, I thought that was, that was a good time. And, you know, fuck it. Yeah, get Gal Gadot back in there. Just, she's just popping up all over the place. She's probably got, like, the most... If you know, you know. the appearances. And also, like... I mean, yeah. I was thinking Shazam. I was... She was, like, the only one to actually show up in Shazam. I was thinking about something else we saw recently. Oh, I know. Um, I thought the weird change... Oh, I'm already, like, in... Ahead in time. I, I'm, Sorry. like... I'm all over the place. Like, my notes are in no order. So... It's a, it, this is a theatrical release. We freestyle it. Okay. Well, I liked the subtle changes that they, like the subtle changes they made in the few, the other timeline with the whole bit about 
no, it's Michael J. Fox, like, Back to the Future. Like, I thought that was so great and, like, subtle. And then, like, the other actor is like, no, that was, like, Nick. Do they say Nick Cage? Um, well, what was he talking about? Footloose. It wasn't Kevin Bacon in Footloose. It was... No, wasn't it... Was it Michael J. Fox was in Footloose? Maybe, yeah. But what did he have tattooed on his leg? I forget the name of that actor. I meant to look it up later. Yeah. I was like, I don't know who that is. I thought it was... Ah, damn it. I'll I'll try to find it while we're talking, but... And, like, the, the... He's still friends with, like, those people, but they're, like, different. Mm-hmm. And then, well, the new guy, Gary. Gary and Barry. <laughs> Excellent. Um, those were, like, the big ones I can... Or, like, the small ones I can think of as, like, world changes. But, um... Beeves. What? Wasn't that the new, like, slang? Beef. That he kept? Be- no, I thought it was Beeves. Like beeves, that totally beeves. I thought that was beeves. Because it wasn't like a, a totally word. beeves. That's why. That's why I heard it, it as beef heard it with as an beef. F. <laughs> I like my interpretation. I think it was beefs. <laughs> like that beefs. We'll never know. That feels like something like that feels like real slang. But I like beeves more because it doesn't. Okay. It's incomprehensible. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's easy to like. So. Comparing, like, the multiverse differences, like, this did a way better job than... Well, it's kind of different, but, like, everyone was disappointed in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and, like, the universe that they go to, which is just, like, a slightly different-looking New York and pizza comes in balls rather than slices. Um, this was fun. It was... Yeah, it was just slightly... It was slightly off enough to, to be concerning, but still recognizable. Um, well, I, I like it because you're not supposed to know that you're in a different... Mm-hmm. Universe. Um, what's the Supergirl's name? Is it Carla? Kara. Kara. Um, I thought that was a good way, story-wise, of like avoiding the Henry Cavill of it all. I thought that worked really well. Yeah. Especially because she's like a known comic character. Yeah. I it wasn't agree. just like, oh, Superman's a girl now. Yeah. No, I thought they they did a good job of that. Um. Yeah, no, that was that was a good idea, and and like what came first, like them being like we gotta do something about Superman, or like we want to bring back Michael Keaton. That's what I have like a lot of questions because it's about like the... you can't do one without the other because otherwise, is why is he the only one that's not the same? Right. Yeah, I have like a lot of questions about the story of this and the cameos and what happened when and the whys of it all because like yeah, who knows when the whole Henry Cavill thing was accounted for, um, or like, you know, like what if, if the original plan was to always have Michael Keaton or not, like I have, I have so many questions. Cause I don't again, think that was original plan. No, it was just like, there's such an evolution. Loved I, it. I would love to know. How did you, how did you feel about Michael Keaton? Oh my movie? gosh. Okay. So Michael Keaton, OG Batman, Batman. I grew up with, he has still got it really hot. When he was doing his own um, stitches and he had his like arm up, I was like, he's still got it. He's doing it for he's you. still got it. I liked that. And I, again, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but it didn't feel like he was Michael Bruce Wayne from like the 90s Bruce Wayne. It felt like he was just a new version of Bruce so Wayne. That's, that's weird, right? Because I saw somebody else say that. They're like, the movie never commits to being like, yeah, this is the one that you know. 
It, it's obviously Which him. is fine. It's got the... Well, I thought it was an interesting choice. But, like, it, it wouldn't be. Like, there's just no way because, like, this is a whole new timeline. So, like, no one is ever the same. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no equal person. I mean, Like, that's, that's a whole different timeline. Mm. Like... The laughing bag is from the first Batman. It's from Batman 89. Uh, the Joker uses it. But, yeah, I mean... You're right. Um, and I thought I thought it was really fun to see him back in action. The part of my brain was like the irony of Michael Keaton coming back to do this after doing Birdman. Right. Which is about an actor playing a superhero yes. and coming back to do it again after decades. Was, He's always doing full cannot circle. Cannot be ignored. Cannot be ignored. He's always doing full He's circle. about to do Birdman too to close the loop. Um, well, he also did Vulture, so. That's true. People probably said it more about Vulture because birds, obviously. Obviously. Um, I thought he was really funny. I thought that the spaghetti metaphor was not stupid at all. I thought that it helped explain it so well. What was happening? They had a funny dig at Marvel for like the whole branching thing, but I was like, "This makes a lot of sense to me." The and fulcrum, it huh? The like the fulcrum, yeah. Like he puts them on an X, and it's like you create a new past and a new. But present. then also, like when he just throws it down, he's like, "And then this is all of them. Like some of them are connected, some of them aren't. There, it's just like a mess of timelines." Mm-hmm. I was like, "This is really working for me." I am. I'm at the the precipice of getting tired of this. I, I needed it explained. No, I, I'm, I'm saying that, like, it's not bad that they're explaining it, but I'm getting tired of movies where they have to explain the timeline. You have to, because there's different ways I know, of doing it. I know, but I'm like, we, we well, just, just saw Across many. the Spider- That's what I'm saying. We're, everyone's doing multiverse stuff too right many now. too multiverses, yeah. Uh, chill out. But yeah, I actually do think it was really... It got the point across better than Marvel has. Marvel confused everybody, and then I think... When they tried to explain it more, people got even more confused right. because they were like contradicting. Well, themselves. people were like poking holes in Marvels and mm-hmm. whatever. But it's so much easier this way. Um, I so oh, anyway, going back to Michael Keaton's Batman, I did like. It did also feel like this was the '89 Batman, like in a more modern world. Like his gadgets are better. Like he's much more equipped. But like. 1989 Batman is like not that impressive of a Batman. He's kind of just like very relaxed and like not oh like he's like not uptight at all which is very funny because like i think the batman that people know the best is christian bale who's like the most uptight mm-hmm. and like not comfortable with himself at all and like michael keaton is so comfortable with himself like he has his like lady problems and like all that and he like grapples with like wanting to be batman but like there's an ease about him that he has always had yeah for sure but um, anyway, so I just felt like it, like it, I could buy it if you were like, no, it is supposed to be the 89 Batman, but I would also be like, no, it's just like a different version of like that same Batman. Yeah. And I think that's fine. They gave themselves like maneuverability. So yeah, it, it, it is, it's, it's enough to have Michael Keaton back. Like that's, that's all it is. I'd like to see a zoom in of all the suits. And if one had the nipples, that would have been pretty funny. Because I was thinking Maybe. about Georgie before we saw him. Mm-hmm. Thinking um, about those nips. Who who doesn't? Every day I wake up thinking about the bat nips. I do think that uh, the having Michael Keaton like say his 
iconic lines kind of fell flat. Our theater didn't give a shit. Yeah. Especially when he said, you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. I'm like, Michael Keaton didn't sound like he wanted to say that shit. Also, <laughs> like, his lines just aren't that famous. Like, I've seen those movies, like, a bunch. Not as much as, like, a big fan, but, like, I wouldn't be able to quote anything from those movies. I mean, I, I honestly think the Let's Get Nuts thing is probably his most famous one. I didn't even... I knew that Michael Keaton said that, but I didn't even know it was from Batman. For me, like, the most famous line from the first Batman period is the... Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moon? Yeah, that one, obviously. You know, obviously. Anything not bringing like Catwoman does. Mm-hmm. Also true. But, um, yeah, I agree. That didn't work quite. It's just not as famous. A lot of people are, like, our age, which I would say is, like, most people going to see this movie probably didn't see those movies really like i saw them a bunch growing up because they were always on tv but you never saw them no i knew about them but yeah i never like went out of my way to go watch them and that's that's probably fair to to paint across most people our age also i just feel like i need to do a poll of the listeners on something what's that how many people saw the movie Slash knew it existed, the haunted mansion. <laughs> I don't know. I I'd think like you're talking about Batman. I know you thought that, but I'd like numbers, folks. I think you need to do this like as an Instagram poll. I know, but now, like with the new one coming out, too many people. Like, I, I can't it's, trust people's it's answers. Contaminate basically. the numbers. I do want to talk about George Clooney though. That shit was very funny. Yeah, sorry, we digress. Um, because obviously they made it, they, it, they were like, Hey, this is not who you think it is because they were hiding him until he was like walking out. And I was like, it's not going to be Ben Affleck again. Um, I thought it was just me, Michael Keaton again. That's what I think. Well, and again, that was like the, probably the original ending. Yeah. Um, cause it didn't sound like Georgie. They only shot this thing with George Clooney, um, back in January. I was going to say like last month. Yeah. They <laughs> called him and he was like, yeah, sounds fun. I'll, I'll, I'll come do it. Uh, he's got to he's got to work rework the image, you know. <laughs> That's his greatest regret. I mean, this is, is just that movie. This just leans into it though, right? But that, that's why I mean, he's got to rewrite uh, the story a little bit. The, the image of like what what this movie basically did was like, yeah, Barry like just ended up in the <laughs> Batman and Robin timeline, and that's the last time we're ever gonna see again. Him. It's not that. No, it's I, not that he's I, in I their know, timeline. I know it's not, but it's in the timeline with George Clooney's Batman, which is, to me, funny enough. Yeah, where was Chris, uh, not Chris O'Dowd, Chris Donnell, O'Donnell? Chris O'Donnell, yeah. I would have loved that. He's probably driving What's the, he up to? He's driving the car. Um, I'm sad that obviously they wouldn't have been able to get Val for anything, but um, that would have been great if we hadn't gotten all of them in there. Yeah, well, and not Christian Bale. No, I didn't want him. Well, not for also, this. people were like, I saw someone on Twitter. He would have ruined like, it. Also, like he just he doesn't want to do it. Like Christian no. Bale's always been like, I'm only gonna do this. He's a serious Nolan. actor. But also, like, yeah, he would be so out of place doing something like yeah. this. Like, it, it works for Clooney. Robert was, Pattinson could have worked. Yeah. Not for like George Clooney, but just to have him be one of the worlds or whatever. Yeah, yeah. If they wanted to like acknowledge that those that movie exists. Mm-hmm. But. I think they're they're intentionally keeping their distance. Um, also, I have to note the trend 
not really a trend, but it's happened twice now in about like a month of comic book movies coming out of using fuck, uh, which I just think is... When did they like, use fuck in this? Well, when George Clooney shows up and Barry's like, who the fuck is this? Didn't even note it. That was that made me laugh harder than just seeing George Clooney because I, I thought it was very funny. I wonder if like a certain sect of Hollywood is trying to push a change to the rating system. And so they're like doing it more. To me, well, I mean, for Guardians... I could see someone like James Gunn pushing to change that. Yeah. For Guardians, it just felt like James Gunn was like, well, this is my last Marvel movie, so like I'll just do it Fuck now. Fuck it. But for this, it was just seemed like for fun. His whole movie was pushing the bounds. Yeah, that. absolutely. Um... Okay. I'm really glad we watched Flashpoint Paradox. If you haven't listened to our episode on that, we did do an episode on that. Um, I liked how they borrowed some plot lines from that, but didn't like totally just do Flashpoint Paradox. The lightning scene was a great grab. Um, and like the whole mom stuff, which we haven't really even talked about, but I mean, great yeah, actress that played the mom. So ag- good. Agreed. And that's like, the backbone to like every flash story, which it almost seemed weird that they didn't do. Well, so I was like, it was weird that there's no reverse flash because reverse flash is like such a big part of like flashpoint paradox. Also reverse. What do you mean? Can you explain the reverse flash? The character from flashpoint paradox is like always the one that kills Barry's mom. Well, okay, so that's what I was... I didn't remember that was in Flashpoint Paradox, but I'm pretty sure that's in the TV show. Yeah, that too. The Flash mm-hmm. is like the other... Flash is the one that killed his mom. But they didn't show it, so I feel like they left it open. But the director was like, oh yeah, no, it's definitely him. <laughs> Which I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, it felt so bizarre that... But it, not the, the version that we saw the, at the, the end. Dire- no, like, that's that's something else completely. That's Yeah. But yeah, no, he was like, yeah, reverse flash is always the one that kills his mom. And I was like, that was, that's kind of a weird choice then. Like it wouldn't have worked for the story that they were telling, no. but it seemed weird that he would like be like, that would have been the plan for the future. Cause I'm like, how do you address it now? We like, if they had, if they had moved forward with this story and then been like, we're doing a flash sequel and then made it about reverse flash killing his mom. Like he can't do that. We just like. Right, we're just dealing with, like, regular Flash. Actually, I was referring to him as Doctor Strange Flash. Accurate. Accurate. (laughs) I haven't gotten there yet, though. Yeah, no, I don't. Let me see if I have some earlier notes, too. But what did you think of the lightning stuff? Oh, yeah, I thought that was great. We Uh, also never saw Flash's origin story, so that was fun to do it like this. Yeah, I did. I liked that a lot. I thought that was really clever. And I know that... um. You know, there's always going to be some people disappointed about the the possibility of a live action Flashpoint paradox not happening. And the only thing that I think would have been cool to see is that in a Batman v Superman, his parents are played by Lauren Cohen and Jeffrey Dean Morgan from The Walking Dead. And I think they would have done a really good job as playing like the versions of Batman's parents that we see in Flashpoint paradox. That's the only reason I would have been like, oh, that would have been cool. The rest of the, I forgot you about could, that. You yeah. could not have done the rest of that movie in live action. Absolutely not. Well, I thought that one thing was missing. If they were going to borrow some things from the Flashpoint Paradox, I think we all know where I'm going with this. Where was Barry's boyfriend, Green Lantern? <laughs> where was he? 
Now that would have been excellent. Yes. To have Green Lantern in this universe, someone that we don't know. Yeah, just pick pick the guy. Just grab the one that was supposed to play him in Justice League, and just we'll or see, cast let's see. somebody new. Yeah, just, just a fresh take. Hell yeah. God, I would have loved that. That would have been great. So yeah, there was. I had a note that I was like, would this have like done better? Or like, get if it had been like just they like, could oh. have gotten Ryan. Sure. I How think, funny. I don't think Ryan would have done You don't have think he would have do done that. it as a bit part? A bit part, maybe. He would have done it for the bit. Yeah. He's also trying to retell that story, like George. I mean, he just had it. I feel like he uh, he already closed the, the, the book on that one when he had Deadpool kill himself writing the script. But yeah, no, that would have been good. I, I, I think uh, there were some other possibilities, but... They like with my complaint that this movie was like already like super frantic, it would have been like super messy if they had tried to do even more of that style of stuff. I think I can't believe that they are still bringing Zod back. I guess that would be my only like kind of critique, but I thought they did they made it work again to kind of what I was saying. It's like just a means to like an end of this timeline. Also, I'm really glad they kept it out of the city. That was really helpful. I thought that was a good way of just being like, we're just going to kind of keep it in the desert because, again, like, the impact of this is not going to matter. I do uh, I kind of think that it's, like, really, like, lame to do that. Like, I get it because, and honestly, it was Man of Steel's. It came from Man of Steel. That was, like, the whole reason that there was that era of superhero movies that kicked off. We have to be worried about property damage. Uh, it started with that, and Metropolis getting blown up. But I'm like, it's so... But that also would have been just so messy. It would have been, but also, like, from the perspective of me watching the movie, I'm like, this shit is so boring. It's like the fucking salt flats. There's nothing going on. Yeah. Like, we couldn't fight in, like, the jungle or something. <laughs> I think it's it's cheaper to do the effects when it's on a flat piece of well, ground. Well, certainly, yeah. Also, like, I had seen this thing on... This isn't meant to be a slight. I just thought it was funny. There's the scene where uh, Batman, Supergirl, and the Flash, like, slide into frame when they're, like, about to fight Zod. And the camera, like, pans behind them to, like, look out on the field. And I saw this tweet. It was like, why does this movie have, like, a video game cut scene to gameplay transition? I'm like, oh, my God. It's so true. I meant to... I actually forgot to make that note about that. What did you think of how they were showing, like, the time... Um, like the sand pit. Kind they called of. it the the chrono bowl. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. When we first saw it, I I felt like it reminded me actually of one of the crimes of Grindelwald movies or whatever they're called, Fantastic Beast movies. I think the second one. They're like in this like amphitheater, and one of the versions of uh, Grindelwald is like doing this. Um, like hallucinogenics thing almost like throughout the amphitheater and that's what it reminded me of like I felt like it was like in this like theater I liked it though and then it made sense at the end with all these other balls because it's like in a ball sphere shape I didn't I really didn't like the other like worlds being spheres of like screens I didn't I got what they were trying to do yeah but I didn't I thought it was very like ugly I yeah I didn't like necessarily care one way or the other for it. What we got out of it was so great that I like yeah. mostly Nick Cage, which again we haven't gotten to yet. But yeah, but the actual Chrono Bull thing, I still I'm like 
I don't know. But I liked how, like, I think I liked it because I liked how we got to see everything. Yeah. It was cool. Like, I liked the way that, like, the going backwards in time was represented with, like, the sand and stuff. I thought they, they did a, that was pretty cool. And then when he was, like, seeing his life with his mom was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to, like, know that it was working. I liked that a lot. Yeah, I, I liked how they, it was a visual aid. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I wouldn't have liked it in every movie, it, but it worked in this for me. Yeah. I gotta say, I, I was like, did, did Barry, like, just not learn? I know this is kind of like an end of the movie thing, but, like, he did the same thing again. And, like, I, I feel like, is that, like, intentional? That it's like, okay, I've learned my lesson, and I'm going to have, like, this tearful reunion with my mom put the tomatoes back on the shelf because it's what I have to do to keep the world from exploding. And then he fucking moves the tomatoes somewhere else. And now Batman's different. I'm like, we don't know what else happened. Right. The, day, the day after this movie ends, Zod's going to show back up and be like, I'm not dead. I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> like the, the, the core of the movie. I'm like, Barry, no, but I think what he was, well, I think what, the lesson he thought he learned was that, like, his mom's death has to happen. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, I can't save that, but I can at least get my dad out of jail. I, I get it. And but I'm, then I think I'm he goes back da- and fixes it, but then I'm like, does his dad ever get out of jail? Right. Does that like, mean his dad goes back to prison? I feel like he just kept, yeah, I feel like he just stayed in the George Clooney Batman universe and was just like, you know No, because when he, the... Post-credit scene is him telling Jason Momoa about it, mm. which makes which leads me to believe that he went back and fixed it. <laughs> That's sad to think his dad goes back to jail. I thought it was a clever way of getting his dad. It, it was a yeah, small. It was yeah. just a small little a small change. change. About, you know, that would only affect the well, what you would think would only affect the present. Like that doesn't affect anything in the past. Maybe he was whether talking, he looks. Maybe up Barry was talking to Aquaman about. Uh, meeting Ben Affleck and uh, Michael Keaton's, and they're still in the George Clooney Batman verse. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think Barry could have done that. But I was kind of just like, uh, all right. I even liked the new Billy Crudup. Yeah, he's good. And I liked the tomato sauce through line of the movie. Yeah, I mean that's like, it, I wasn't like you said earlier, like you weren't like crying like you were for guardians. And like, I feel like the, I liked the mom a lot. And like that storyline is just like classic. It didn't like emotionally hook me as much as I wanted it to, but I still thought it was really good. And I agree about the tomato sauce. It was, it, it very, it took like a very complicated thing and like simplified it to like the, the vast reaches of the consequences of what Barry is doing can be simplified down to where this can of tomatoes is sitting in the store. But then it was also what Michael Keaton used to explain the time thing. Yeah, was tomatoes. that's true. I didn't even think about that. That's what I mean. It was a through line. Yeah. It was a spaghetti noodle spaghetti line. going through. The, the noodle through, through noodle. Um, let's see. I liked the Dr. Strange version of himself. I had a feeling it was himself because I think they did something similar in the show but i was just thinking of reverse flash no well it's not part of the show that we watched but they did basically do this yeah <laughs> it had the i've never look if you've watched the flash and i get it wrong like yeah I, I haven't seen it but i remember following the flash like subreddit because much like arrow people were like struggling through that show for a while and i think there was like a version of like dark flash that was the villain in that 
And at one point in the show, um, they have him be like, I am the future Flash. And then later, <laughs> seriously, in the, at like the end of that season, they're like, wait a minute. He didn't say that. He said, I am the future Flash. Oh, my God. And they played it straight. I'm like, no, no. I mean, this movie. That's like, funny. Uh, uh, teased it and unveiled it. No, I'm saying oh. that, like this did it in about a minute. That did it in probably 18 episodes. Well, they introduced him <laughs> earlier. Yeah. Yeah. We know we saw someone pushing him out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I had a feeling it was him. Yeah. In the back of my mind. Um, oh, I forgot to mention this earlier. The Russia rescue. I thought that was a cool action scene. All yeah. That I, stuff. I liked... And we got the most Batman. Mm-hmm. No, I thought that was a good time. I liked the the Batwing or whatever it's called. Yeah. It's classic. Uh, Jason, missed you. XOXO. Did miss him. Does that mean he fixed it again and his dad doesn't get out of prison? You know who I didn't miss? Ben Affleck. These are my hands. <laughs> I mean, hey. I had a couple of face. emojis. Best cameo, George <laughs> Clooney. Kissy face to Jason Momoa. <laughs> um, and of course, just the most incredible win for, for Nick Cage. Yes. I think... I, we all were pulling for him. I am a big fan of them doing that. Um, I do. Andy Muschietti was like, we filmed that in person. And I'm like, I don't know if I believe you. Because that Nick Cage definitely looked like 20 years old. Um, he definitely filmed it in costume. Nick Cage was not going to not be in the Superman costume. <laughs> well, it's just like, he looks super young. Like he looked Superman weird. He looked like, well, so um, I, what's that guy's name from like the eighties with the long hair? <laughs> Wait, what? Which one? Hold on. Which one? I know. Just I'm give me a couple. A uh, Patrick Swayze. No, no. Like it's a name, like, uh, um, I think it starts with an M. <laughs> it's like a one name, like Gandalf. <laughs> um, oh my god! It's like an eighties. Yeah, thing. fucking um, mm. Medusa, but not Medusa. Damn. All right, you you keep talking. I'll try and think of okay. it. Okay. Um, I saw like a a picture that someone had taken of the. Um, Nick Cage thing and it's like weirdly blue and I I kind of I thought I noticed that but like the whole thing was like color graded for like the the scenes that he was seeing but I was like I couldn't tell if it was actually him or for the Christopher Reeves thing if that was him or if it was like a weird like CG model but Andy Muschietti was like yeah that was we we made it look like that to be like it looks weird from Barry's perspective and I'm like, it kind of just looked like they didn't finish the CGI masking work. It definitely looked really strange. It was it was so uncanny. It looked like they slapped it together in like a day. Yeah, it was, it was kind of kind of odd, but still very fun. Um, and I know Kevin Smith was fucking jizzing in his pants over that, so I'm happy for him. <laughs> it's like G- Gustavo or something. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Fabio? Fabio. That's it. Thank okay, you. He looked like Fabio. Yes, he did. <laughs> wow. Glad we all got there. Whew. Just took a couple minutes. I think those are all my notes. Yeah, I was scrolling through real quick to see if I missed anything. Um, 
yeah, I had like a, a couple notes where I was like, because I felt like things were a little bit like rushed and we missed out on some possibilities of character moments. Like what would I have changed? And you know, it's, it's hard because this is like a packed movie, but I was like a couple of notes that I would have like wanted to take a pass over was, uh, give Kara a bit more to do. I don't know what that would look like and maybe like give a bit more depth to Zod, even though I did like the scene where they talk about, Kal-El and the infant did not survive. Yeah. That was probably Zod's best moment. Um, more time with Iris and like provide a bit more of like a supporting cast. But again, like these would be like things where we'd have to like cut what some would you have to gotten rid of to breathe and establish like the dark flash thing earlier and make him like more of a threat throughout the movie instead of just like, yeah, he did like kick Barry out of the time thing like once or twice before we like, know who he is. But I'm like, he could have been like a bigger villain because it was, I mean, really like if you want to get down to it, like the whole thing is like Barry's like his own. He's his own worst he's, enemy. Yeah, he's, he's causing all the problems for himself to himself. So yeah, so I feel like that. they didn't need Dr. Strange. Yeah, yeah probably not. That's it, what we were learning along the way. Right, right. It was so. like an after school special, this movie. <laughs> so is Unbreakable. Well, oh shit, we haven't done Unbreakable yet. We're watching Unbreakable next week. <laughs> Get ready. Buckle up. Yeah, so um, all don't of that... Don't talk to strangers. Don't, do not. Use your sick days. Um, I just want to talk about, like, the the money of this movie because it's been... This has been a... Did you like a, it more after talking to me about it? Yeah. I do. Because, I, as I will always cop to, I'm very susceptible to other people's opinions about movies. And I did go into this movie with zero expectations because of... Not zero. With... What? You said I went into the mo- this movie with zero expectations. Well, I was expecting it to be, like... Little, Bad. Yeah. A little, little rough around the edges. So... But not in the ways that I... Like, not in the ways that I've nitpicked it. Like, just from the ground up being, like, a rough movie. But it was not. Um, but, unfortunately... Uh, comic book movies and big budget movies right now are making zero dollars. Uh, uh, whatever that blue movie is did really well. Huh? Avatar Wait. 2. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about Blue Beetle. Which no, is, that hasn't come out that's, yet. That's going to make no dollars. I know. It didn't look that good. It doesn't look great. And it's just like coming out at a time where like nobody like wants to see a superhero movie like this. I'm like, oh. It looked like Transformers. Guys. Yeah, it's going to be. Didn't like it. Not interested. It's going to struggle. But, like, it's not... Like, DC has no, like, positive rep for movies right now. Like, they've had, like, six misses in a row. But... Which I would say is not fair. Like, not all of those are misses. Yeah, but, like, there's... People don't... They're not getting excited to go see DC movies anymore. I know. Because they got burnt by them years ago. Right, I'm not saying they they don't deserve it. I'm just saying, like, they're not all, like, bad movies. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, there's not getting excited enough to go see them. So like, it's not just the Flash. Like the Flash has done really badly. Elemental, the new Pixar movie that did really badly. Transformers that's done better than expected, but it's still not making a lot of money. Fast Ten didn't make very much money. Really? It did. What like about fine, Gran Turismo? That's probably not gonna actually. We've all seen the movie. We've seen, if you've seen the trailer. The, the trailer sucks. It's I so I think that might make a bit of money because it's a car movie and that that's a niche what that do doesn't you think get. What Fast X is? 
Fast X is not a car movie. It's no longer a car movie. It, it used to Gran be. Gran Turismo could potentially be like a um, Ford versus Ferrari crowd. I'm I don't think that, that did well in theaters, though. Yeah, but for a movie like that, it probably did fine. That was a good movie. I'm imagining the crowd for Gran Turismo being like a dad who's really into cars, who has a son that plays a lot of video games. Or and he's like, a oh, daughter. Here's a, here's a bonding experience. Yes, that's true. I was just thinking about it of in the trailer. But, um... Yeah, it's kind of, I, this is like a little off topic for The Flash, but I also just think that movies are definitely well, you said Guardians like, did bad. Guardians did better than most of the ones this year, but still like not as well as, it didn't do as well as Guardians 2. Um, Which is embarrassing. But it's just like, I think both of these suffered. Guardians didn't do as well because it just came off of the heels of Ant-Man, which nobody really liked Ant-Man. That made no money. Um, so they struggle with like their predecessors, but also like the the budget is too high. All the budgets are too high, especially for this. Do more practical stunts. Yes, just although those are expensive too. But practical stunts are expensive. But just like scale back your movies a bit, because like this, I uh, think this doesn't need to cost three hundred million dollars. Oppenheimer, though, how much money do you think that costs? And they're gonna make a shit ton. Yeah, but like, but we're hoping Barbie makes more. <laughs> I Let's think go Barbie. I honestly they think even Barbie. said that in the movie. Oh, I actually wanted to look that something big, up. That's because, probably big budget too. Yeah. Um, I was really curious about that in the flash because I was like, "Is there was there supposed to be like a same was universe? To, was it supposed to be there? Like, was that song supposed to play? Because like, why did he say that? I think it, they were it just, just saying it. They're just like, I, finishing I, each other's sandwiches. Yeah. That's a Frozen reference. For all those Frozen heads out there. <laughs> I'm not Frozen not heads. even listening. <laughs> I'm, um... We finish each other's... Sandwiches. Thank you. There you go. That guy turned out to be Barbie the Girl guy. was on the, the soundtrack album for this. I don't know. That's yeah. so weird. Anyway, um... Oppenheimer's probably going to make bank, even though it's rated R and three hours long. So we'll see. And I'm going to try to figure out how much money it costs, but we don't need to talk about that on pod because it's not even close to being a superhero movie, even though Robert Downey Jr. is in it. I think Barbie is more of a superhero movie. Absolutely. Okay. Can we wrap it up? Let's definitely wrap it up. Uh, well, you know what? In- this has been Fabio Fabulous. Fabuloso. Like the cleaner. <laughs> Um, in spite of everything, pretty fun movie. Um, looking forward to seeing what DC comes up with, although I keep forgetting that there's still Blue Beetle and Aquaman 2. Okay, I'm excited for Aquaman 2. We'll see what happens in, uh, like six months. (laughs) But if you saw The Flash, uh, we hope you enjoyed it too. Um, but if not, well, if you did or if you didn't, hit us up. Let us know. We also also, just watched first episode of Secret Invasion. We did. So, you know, that'll be coming up in a couple, couple months, month and a half, month and a half. Six weeks. Let's say a couple weeks. I know what time is. <laughs> I don't know how many episodes it is. I think it's six. But, well, keep up and be ready for a discussion on that. And drop us a review if you haven't yet. And until next time. We are Out, out of, of the, the Superverse. superverse.